This is Robert Mardlachi, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-Magazine. And welcome to This Week in Canadian EdTech, a very special edition. I'm honored to have join me for a Mindshare Learning Moment. Michael Furtick, uh, who is the co-founder of Taking It Global. He's also the curator of the Connected North Project that supports bridging the digital divide for uh, Indigenous students in the the north of Canada. It's uh, a real challenge today, and uh, we're excited to announce our partnership uh, with uh, Michael for the, taking the global and the connected north folks, where all our proceeds of registration will go to support this wonderful program. Michael, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I hope you and your family and your team at Taking the Global are healthy and well in these challenging times. Thanks, we are, Robert, and we're, we're as you mentioned, Addressing the digital divide here at home and in many of the remote communities we serve is still a, a huge challenge and priority, especially with COVID. When schools closed last year, many students were forced to learn from home, and that's not easy when you have extremely limited bandwidth or you're sharing a device with, you know, multiple people in the, in the household. So that's really what Connected North is all about. It's trying to close the digital divide and ensure that uh, students in, in remote communities, primarily Indigenous students, have access to the same quality of learning as students in urban areas and uh, and also addressing the gap of, of kind of bandwidth and digital connectivity. Fascinating. Talk to me a little bit about um, how many years this has been going, some of the challenges and opportunities. And you, you brought in experts to engage kids and, and help them deepen their learning. It's a, it's a fascinating program. Yeah, we have. It's, it was actually started as a pilot between Cisco and Aksarni Middle School in Iqaluit. Uh, it was actually uh, Willa Black, who was the Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Cisco, who was inspired by hearing Mary Simon, now our Governor General, speaking back when she was the head of the IT People's Assembly. And she was kind of inspired to see if there was a way that the kind of high definition uh, telepresence, the kind of WebEx technology they have, could try to address the, the challenges and access to educational experiences and opportunities that students had. So based on that first pilot project with that one school, things went so well that there was interest in more schools and Cisco turned to us as a charity to say, you know, can you help grow this from five schools? Uh, today, we serve over 110 schools all in remote parts of Canada, including every school in Nunavut, most of the schools in Yukon, and then many First Nations operated schools in the north of several provinces. Fantastic, talk to me about the impact. Yeah, I think when we talk to teachers about how this benefits student learning in their classroom, one of the big priorities for us has been representation and learning. So how can we center the learning uh, and indigenize the experience for students? So when they're learning about these different topics or issues, they're learning through the lens of people that look like them, that they can relate to, that have a similar experience. So a big focus we've had in that representation is bringing on First Nations, Métis, and Inuit role models, speakers. We have you know, one great example is the first PhD astrophysicist from the Innu First Nation in Quebec. She works, Lori, at the uh, Canada-France-Hawaii telescope uh, in Hawaii. And so she'll talk to students about the solar system. We had the first Indigenous astronaut from the Chickasaw Nation in the U.S. speak about his experience, Commander John Harrington. We have artists and writers and illustrators and filmmakers and drone pilots, you know, people that students can relate to. So when we think of that, I think the biggest impact is really on students hope for the future and confidence, which obviously links to their well-being, knowing that any career path is open to them. And we've expanded that resource. Like, yes, these are live interactive sessions for schools, but with the support of RBC and their future launch initiative, we've also launched a portal called firesidechats.ca where anyone can go and Amazing. visit for their classroom 
and they can see interviews and stories of over 150 different Indigenous role models in their classroom. And what's the future hold in store for this initiative? One of the big things we've been working on is looking at how we can develop digital platforms so that teachers can access the program more on their own, you know, looking at self-service versus full service. Currently, the model is like a concierge, uh, which is great. And some teachers need and value that level of support. But we've also been building tools and resources to help us serve more teachers, more classrooms in the communities we serve uh, more effectively. So that's one big priority. And the other big priority is supporting language learning and cultural revitalization. So working with our community partners to develop language learning resources, you know, engaging elders, whether it's creating a book or a card deck or even uh, digital uh, experiences. We, we've launched several um, indigenous language versions of the Lynx programming language that, uh, you know, our, our mutual friends, Peter Skillen and Michael Quinn have been working on. So looking at, you know, how do we support the priority of language revitalization and language preservation? Uh, that's a huge priority for our communities, uh, the communities we serve in the future. That's fascinating. I really look forward to you participating in our summit as well to, to share the story, to engage our EdTech Summit uh, leaders and, and teachers who are attending and, and EdTech partners to really help them in the immersive indigenization awareness initiative. Uh, we're really excited uh, to have been part of uh, the summit, the C21 summit, when we were up in the Yukon. To be, to be immersed in that environment, really gain an appreciation uh, for the history and the culture. And it was it was transformational for me, and I have to say. I think especially when you see the kind of partnerships that communities are looking to build with educators, I think there's so much opportunity and so much possibility there. There's so much that, that elders and community leaders have to offer, and it's about ensuring that the curriculum you know, really meets not only the needs of the students, but the needs of the community and that the community has input into that. And I know the Yukon in particular has invested a lot of effort into community consultations, community engagement as they think about their curriculum. And I know you have our website up. If you scroll down a little, there is a map where people can see, you know, the, the diversity of schools served across the different provinces and territories. But that's definitely a, a big part of the focus for us is you know, yes, we're working with educators to meet their needs. We want to address student interests, but we also want to speak to community members and elders and understand, you know, what are the the, the elements that they want to ensure are reflected in the education uh, that they want their, their students and young people in their community to have access to. And a big part of that focus for us, too, has been supporting digital inclusion. So last year, we gave over 500 grants of hardware, laptops or tablets for students to enable them to participate in some of these digital tools and resources. So I know for some students, the you know they had easier access to that, but that was a goal for us is to close the digital divide with hardware, not just uh, content. Well, having the tools and the the technology and the experts, uh, kudos to you for for the leadership that you've taken, Michael, from the Connected North uh, perspective in in enabling this. It's uh, it's really exciting to to do you know to do our part and encourage other organizations to, to make a commitment to uh, lend awareness to this very important community that in the past has been mar marginalized. And, and I'm excited about uh, the potential impact that, you know, in last week's celebration or in honoring, um, you know, First Nations across the country uh, is really, uh, 
is really a, a step in the right direction and, and initiatives like this, the Connect the North initiative that, and now we're going to be, you know, totally immersed in, in supporting this and, and, and we will continue to do so throughout the year. Last week, we had a charity golf tournament with our ed tech industry sector, raising funds for the Toronto District School Board um, and to bridge the digital divide. Some 4,000 families in Toronto, because of the cost of living, can't afford internet access today. So, um, you know, uh, there are some real challenges within inner city, as well as the remote regions that we also want to support and nurture. So um, kudos to you again for your support. And, uh, and we're looking forward to having you um, share the story and the impact that you've been making and, and perhaps have a student and teacher on uh, for our upcoming summit, October, October 27th and 28th. They just popped it up on the screen briefly for us to lend awareness to that. So all registrations from uh, education leaders and um, industry leaders uh, participating in the conference, all proceeds will go to this uh, Connected North initiative. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for your support. As you mentioned, it's, there's been great progress, but it, there's a long journey towards ensuring that mm -hmm. everyone has that, that equitable access, whether it's student living in downtown Toronto or someone living in you know, downtown Rankin Inlet, uh, Nunavut, uh, you know, ensuring that there's that, that access to connectivity almost as a human right. And I look forward to continuing that conversation yeah. and sharing some other resources. We've, you know, we recognize that there's many other schools that want to learn about these issues with, you know, things like land acknowledgements becoming more prominent is, is great progress. How do we go further than that? How do we deepen understanding, reflection and connection to these communities and to their vibrant history? So we, you know, one of the other things we've done recently is for the website, who's.land, uh, we wow. recently surpassed a million page views. And we launched a whole series of lesson plans for every age group and even a PV lesson plan for adult education to really support, you know, reflection on things like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, the Calls to Action. Amazing. The Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Report. You know, all of these resources that have been coming out, I think there's there's a richness in dialogue and an opportunity for engagement at different grade levels, you know, things that are appropriate to reflect on. But uh, we think that educators will find those compelling. They were all developed by an Anishinaabe educator, Christine Mlo in Winnipeg. And there's lots of, we'll be continuing to release lots of great free learning resources for every school. Um, and we're obviously focused mostly on serving our Connected North schools directly, but lots of lesson plans and resources that are available for every teacher to tap into. And we hope that your, your community will help to distribute those uh, to their well, networks as well. Well, we're super excited about this partnership and kudos to you again for all that you do, all the amazing work your charity Taking It Global uh, has done over the years, Michael. We're so appreciative to have you as part of our learning community. And uh, I know you've got a little one at home that uh, uh, is working away on his uh, schoolwork. And uh, it, it, I know it's something that's really close to your heart. And uh, so with that, I know you've got another uh, meeting to get to. Um, that was Michael Furdick, the co-founder of Take Nick Global, who curates the Connect the North project. My name is Robert Mergalache, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And be sure to join us on October 27th and 28th at the Canadian International EdTech Leadership Summit. You can see we've popped up uh, an image of some amazing leaders locally and internationally who will be lending the insight into the latest trends in education beyond a crisis. Uh, I think we're almost out of the woods here. And uh, we're really excited about the, what the future holds in store for learning 
and we're focused on future proofing so we don't get caught with some of the challenges that we faced uh, in a crisis uh, the last year and a half. Michael, again, great to connect with you. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep. See you all there. Bye.